0: Gather ye, friends, round your driftwood fires and listen as you pass your strong grog around the circle and recount your tales of daring, horror, and fire-hatted adventure from the highest of the high seas. Oh no, not again. You assured me the scary pyro captain was dead. Oh, stop being silly, you. Tis true by the powers that Blackbeard's demise was covered in the last episode, that this episode shall still have a distinct whiff of fish, rum, and gunpowder. So, once again, drink up, me hearties! It's the Silly History bo- Stop! We're doing more pirate nonsense? It's the golden age of piracy, actually. But yeah, sure, if you're just going to flippantly broadside those broad strokes then, yeah, it's more pirate nonsense. I'm totally seasick. As in, sick of the sea. Oh dear, sweet landlocked Uncle Bilbo. We barely scratched the surface. Pirates have a lot more to hold than just Blackbeard. Although he was fun. Plus, that new Netflix series is out. By the time this episode is out, the streaming services will be swimming with nautical hijinks. Happy now, Uncle Bilbo? I'm never happy. Where was I? Oh, yes. So, drink up, me hearties. It's the Silly History Boy's Shoe. Salutations, buckos. I am your beloved historical booty wrangler, your dear Uncle Bob Bob. I am the barnacle-scrubbing Uncle Bilbo, finally allowed to wear cut-off T-shirts and bandanas in public. Ahoy there! I am the terrifying creature of the deep, known only as the Pear Bear. The Kraken ain't got nothing on me. And I'm Tombo, the good luck charm. When my voice rings true and clear, those evil spirits cannot touch us. Saves us getting all those painful tattoos. And he's way cheaper than gold earrings. As you may have gathered, listener, it's more shenanigans in the key of GAR. And for that, I have to pop out to the Knowledge Garden for a sprinkle. Of time. Oh, by Poseidon's frothy beard! Not the tome again! God's teeth, bub, bub! I thought his mighty book was just for our episodes on the golden age of highway robbery. A mighty book is being slightly generous, Peabody. I'm pretty sure it's just filled with epic crayon space battles and pew 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 scrawled all over it. Let's jump ship, Peabody. Oh, you two are awful. You know he's from Yorkshire just wants to prove that he can make sounds from scratchings. Don't leave me with him. If he doesn't tire himself out with this, he'll bang on about Yorkshire tea, Scary Spice, and how weird he finds the Lancashire... Oh, uh, hi, Bilbo. Tombo, where are the other two? Um, yeah, they've gone to make a cup of tea. A Yorkshire tea. So, um, it's getting late. Do you know what I want? What you really, really want? Ah, <sighs> Problem is, Tombo, I can't find my book. My book entitled, The Gentleman of the Roadstead. What? Oh, a roadstead, or roads, is a sheltered body of water where ships can lie reasonably safely at anchor without dragging or snatching. R.I.P. currents, you know? You mean rip currents. And yes, I know you definitely ripped that. I'm sure it's somewhere. Have, have you checked the silly history decking? Good idea. Right, here's your book, Bilbo. Pew Pew's looking great. The trick is to use a thicker crayon. I mean, give me that! Right, what should we start with? Mm, Lesser known pirate tales, top 10 websites for pirate jargon. Ah! How about how to fire cannons and obliterate people? Bilbo, where are we? Outside on the deck, Tombo. Pew
1: Pew, pew pew, pew,
0: pew. What are you standing about for, ye dogs? We're on an intercept course, Rutgy! <laughs> pew pew! Stop your flapping! What be your names? Um, I'm Tombo, and this is Bilbo. And you are? Annoyed! You must be my fresh cannoneers! Cannon? Where? Uh, what happened to your old cannon, guys? Obliterated! <laughs> pew pew! Report of the gun crew! But. Now! <laughs> Able Seaman Tombo and Bilbo reporting for cannon duty. Hello, sailor. I'm Cousin John. This is Cousin Samson. Greetings, Cousin Barry. Salutations. And Cousin Laura. Blow the men down. Not now, Laura. We are from the Sensible History Boys podcast. The Sensible History Boys. Yes.
1: We listened to our first episode six months ago and it was terrible.
0: Terrible! You tell him, Laura. Yeah, well, we remade the first three, so they're much better now. You can listen, in fact. They're still too silly. Too silly! You tell him, Laura. Look, sorry, but we're in the middle of a battle. Or a chase. We don't quite know. We're in charge of loading this cannon. You don't know how to load a cannon, though, do you? Ah, we don't need to. You see, Uncle Bob Bob will write an inventive pastiche of 17th century gunnery, telling us and the listener how to load a cannon in an engaging and humorous fashion, unless… oh no, god no. Yes, that's right. We are the pastiche. Pastiche! You tell him, Laura! Curse you, Uncle Bob Bob. 1st you we'll need a, air quotes, cannon. Close quotes. Quite please, we're
1: doing history.
0: History! Thank you, Laura. Now, listener, this is a
1: 12-pounder cannon, but don't let the name fool you. It actually weighs several tons, not 12 (laughs) pounds.
0: A little joke there. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. Oh, Ah, quiet please. We're doing history. History! First we take our charge, which is a canvas bag filled with gunpowder. I've left it over there. I'll just go and get it.
1: It's a good idea to keep the gunpowder away from the cannon in case it blows up.
0: You might say it's the sensible thing to do. Sensible! Thanks, Laura. Get on with it. You push the canvas bag of gunpowder into the cannon barrel. Cannons are normally made from cast iron or bronze. And you push it in tight with a big stick called a rammer. Rammer? Thank you, Laura. Now, select your shot. Well, you've got round shot, uh, then you've got shell, which is like a cartoon cannonball with a fuse that blows up. Uh, and not only them, you've got canister, that's a big tin box full of musket balls that turns the cannon into a giant shotgun. But that's far too exciting, so we'll use a cannonball, I think. Silly people would probably say, air quotes, cannonball, but air quotes, shot, is more correct. Oh, there are lots of different kinds of shot. This is a round shot. It's a round, ball of solid iron that weighs 12 pounds. Which is why we're putting it in a 12 pound gun. You put the shot in the barrel and ram it down the cannon. Thanks, Laura. Wadding next, my good Mr. Samson. Yes, thank you, Cousin John. And I was about to say we'll now need some, quote, wadding down the barrel. Your mouth needs some wadding. Oh,
1: quiet, please. The wadding can be paper, old canvas, or old work, But it's quite important as it creates a gas seal around the shot. or the cannonball which is your silly. So when the gunpowder goes off, the expanding gases of the explosion will propel the round
0: shot towards its target. How are you making cannons boring? Shush. Now that our charge, shot, and wadding are in the barrel, we can now fire the cannon. Oh,
1: oh yes! Finally, Here come on, Pew pew. Shh. You may have noticed that all this time I've had my
0: thumb in the cannon's touch hole. I'm sorry, what? I noticed. I'd expect no less, Cousin John. Kings to you. Oh, thank you. The touch hole, gentlemen.
1: This is the stop hot air or a bit of hot wadding from the previous shot from setting off the charge early.
0: If this did happen, the man who is doing the ramming of the cannon could get his arm blown off. Come, come, come. Thanks. Now I get an iron spike and I push said iron spike through the touch hole. Which pricks a hole in the canvas bag of gunpowder. Home! Yes, I was about to call that John. Fire the cannon already! Now I have a match on the end of a long pole called a linstock. But on ships, we sometimes have a flintlock, like on a pistol. FIRE! On the command fire, we create a spark. Thus, creating a small explosion in the pan as the priming powder ignites, which in turn sets off the main charge, propelling the shot out of the barrel. As the gun is fired, it will be hurled violently backwards until it is stopped by the breech rope. Sturdy rope fastened to ring belts, which are in turn fastened into the bulwarks. This is all total bulwarks, if you ask me. Oh, you must mean that bit of the ship that, you know, sticks up out the deck. The deck banister, I believe they call it. We do not. The sturdy rope is then taken about the gun's caskabel. Uh oh, The large protrusion at the rear end of the gun barrel. Oh, the knob. No, Laura! What are you doing, you gang of pickaroons? I said fire! think not, my good man. This is the sensible history, boys. Display model only. As outlined in the risk assessment. May God have mercy. And move. Oh, you no. <laughs> Stink me. What a mess. It's like someone spreading man jam all over the deck. There. They're everywhere. Obliterated. I guess that's what you get for being all sensible. Mr. Pirate Captain Person, is the sail supposed to be all flappy like that? Oh, blimey, no. No, it ain't. Damage to the main cell. Damage to the mainsail. You two there, clean up them body parts. Oh, gross. It's over that, or you go up the main mast. Dibs on the extremities. You there, Nave? Hi, friend. Who are you? I'm the Pear Bear. Nice to meet you. Hey, biddy, where have you been? Oh, I got bored hiding in the airing cupboard. Uncle Bob Bob's got some really strange views on guest towels. Thought I'd come and enjoy some sunshine on the deck. Oh, oh this is nice. Smell that fresh air. Ooh, I can smell next door's barbecue. Shen up that mars, Master Bear. We need to save that sail. Mm, I'd rather have some barbecue, thanks. No, Sailor. Why? No need to be so pirate tyrannical. See so what that. Soft boy coming up, Mr. Knott! Watch your chum. You're very high. I am not. No, I, I mean, we're very high up. Hello. And I was introducing myself. Able seaman William Knott at your service. Now, help me fix this sail. What happened to it? Duck! How big was that duck? No, I said duck. That wasn't a duck. No, that was chain shot. Chain shot? Two halves of a cannonball chained together that go whizzing round and round and rip up sails and rigging. That sounds cool. Not when we're in the rigging it isn't. Now come on you, we've got to fix this sail. Uh, I'm just looking for the safety rope and crash helmet. Ha <laughs> ha, there ain't none. What? Yeah, it can be 60 or 70 feet up to the sails, and there would be no safety precautions. And what with our sailing ship's sail being all pitched slightly sideways, we have to take the sails in, and out, in all weathers, and in the middle of battles too. Ah! Are you hit, lad? No! I just remembered I don't like heights! Or getting shot at! Mummy! Mummy! It's the monkey bars all over again! Mummy! Mr. Pirate that I've just met! Oh, oh, me leg! Shattered it be! Oh, my nice clean deck! Hi Tombo! Excellent work clearing up the fleshy bits of serious history boy that may have cushioned my new friends fall. Shattered! Stop complaining or you won't have any legs in a minute. Don't worry, Mr. Not! You landed right outside the doctor's surgery. Aren't you lucky? Well, not obviously not very lucky. Look at the state of your leg. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you could have landed further away from the doctors, which would have made it a little bit worse for you. What's going on here? Surely not last orders already. (laughs) We're under attack. Then I'll just have a stout and an apple cider chaser. (laughs) Sorry, we were looking for the ship's surgeon, not this dank below-deck pup. Ah, he is the doctor. No, I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. Um, this man needs help? Don't be obtuse, man. The last thing this man needs is a Beatles LP. Lay him on the operating table. That's just a table. Well, lay him down there then. Without a coaster? Do as I say, brigadier. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> doctor, doctor, <gasps> it hurts when I breathe. Well, try, I don't know, try not to then. Uh, you there, can you hold on to his artery a minute? Not me, I've had my fill of arteries. Um, okay, I'll do it. Here we go. Oh, your hands be cold! Oh, don't grab that, man. In his leg. Oh, sorry. Right now, apply pressure or he will bleed to death. Uh, you, yes, you, the one with the recent arterial experience. Knife, please. This knife doesn't look very clean. Damn it, man. I'm a doctor, not a hygienist. First, we cut the skin flaps. <laughs> there we are. So that they flap like this over the stump. Saw, please. Okie doke. Oh, you know, I'm learning so much. God bless the desensitizing properties of nautical warfare. Then we exhaust through the bone like this. Ah, 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 ah. <coughs> right, now, tug the blood vessels out with the forceps and tie them in a nice bow. All done. That was horrendous. But surprisingly quick. Well, most surgeons can manage an amputation in between 30 seconds and a minute. Gone in 60 seconds. Terrible movie, great soundtrack. Unicorn. Right, where's my opium tablets? Uh, One for you, and two two for me. There we are. Uh, Would you like a pull of rum as well? Oh, yeah, please. There you are, one for you, and... Ah, the rest for me. Physician heal thyself. Ah! The leg! Me on the leg! Oh right, let's have the other one off then. Bone saw at the ready, Mr. Doctor Man. I shall never complain about the weight at the doctor's again. I want me lollipop! Guys! Yeah. Guys, where are you? I can smell alcohol. Yeah. Bop up! We're down here! Just helping chop off another leg. <laughs> think I've missed my calling. Oh, you run along and have fun, you silly boys. Plus, I don't think I have enough medicine. And that one sounds like a drinker. What he doesn't sound like is Tom Baker. But then we've all learned something about ourselves today, haven't we? (laughs) Oh, thanks, mister. Now, where have you been, Bob Bob? What does that smell? Pew Pew. Oh, hey, Bob. Have you been exploding know it alls again, Tombo? The word is obliterated and no. Cannonball, innit? Shot, Tombo, shot. Those people who turned into that fine pink mist of despairing superiority said it was shot. Heavens, it wasn't the serious history, boys, was it? I knew I should have locked the narrative harder, harder. It's always getting out and causing me trouble. Damn, saucy narrative. Let's heave ho and get out of here, chaps. Well, I'm glad we're out of there. From the brief action that I saw, it looked pretty terrifying. Yeah, it was all getting pretty hairy. Like my tongue. Man, I'm so dehydrated. Hey, who want a Capri Sun? Oh, yes, please. Ooh, Capri Sun Mothership for me, please. Whoa! Huh? What? What? Ooh! what? Ooh! Did we Central? back out of How do you know about the Capri Sun Mothership? All four flavours of Capri Sun.
1: Served in a stein. What two? End of the Saints trilogy. Yeah, it's the weakest of the trilogies, How
0: dare you! Now, 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 now. No, 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 no. You need to get your freakish strength out. Let the nice man finish, Uncle Bilbo. They are guests in our homer after all. Capri Sun mothership. Nice improv. Why, thank you.
1: We like the show. We think it's okay. We're the hosts of the That Was Genius podcast. Here for the, uh, cross promotion? My name is- Stop
0: right there! If there are names to be named, we are the namers! Silly history boys, unite! Um, what? Silly history huddle, now! Oh, oh my goodness. god, she's close to together. Oh, oh, it's it's Huddled, this is not first Huddle, this is nice. I can feel all your faces on my <laughs> face. Perhaps this is too close. Open the huddle slide. Too close. and been sick in it on a few occasions, hasn't it? What in the heck, I ask you, is going on? Now we're in a cross promotion with another history podcast. I don't know, lads. They seem nice and have good taste. Bob, Bob? A cursory Google search claims they're a rather funny history podcast. <gasps> Interlopers? But we sewed up that funny history bracket in May last year. No one else had thought of it before.
1: Everything okay, lads? There's a lot of furtive whispering going on. By
0: the looks of it, that huddle can't be comfortable. All is well, fellows. Just, uh, you know, mapping out the history and whatnot. Do you
1: want a hand? I've got a history degree. Oh, uh, really? Um, well, that's, um, uh, useful. For a history podcast, yes. Quite useful indeed. I can't really imagine starting a history podcast without one.
0: Be bitty, you're blowing this. Shh! And what about you then, eh? What do you feel about people with, uh, ooh, let's say, a, um, a 2-1 from the University of Wikipedia oh my God. Kanda, Wakanda, from the University of Wakanda. Not a real place, mate. Degree in Middle Eastern History for me. My god, oh my god, oh my god, they're real history guys, guys. And they know about Wakanda. Calm down, Bilbo. I will not calm down. None of us have history degrees. But at least you three have access to those mysterious weapons that only the truly anointed can wield. You mean books? Yes. And I'm a silly history fraud. They'll go for me first. History people always take down the weak ones first. You know that. You know that. And you... Definitely know that. Oh, we'll protect you, sweet daft Uncle Bilbo. Just keep quiet. I'll crack with the pressure, Tombo, and I'll just keep talking, like my tome. It's not really a book. It's just a load of doodles of me as a space guy fighting buxom aliens and going pew pew. I don't think I even like history. Oh my God! Shut up! Stop! 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 I know. (laughs) Look at it this way, Bilbo. They both look in good physical shape, don't they? OMG, yes. You used to look like that, didn't you, Bilbo? A long time ago. When life was kind to you, Bilbo. Right, that'll be him on a journey of introspection for a little while. Nice save everyone. Right, let us be civil, chat with them for a bit, and get them gone. Sorry about that. (laughs) Hellos. <laughs> yeah, I just had to give Bilbo his medicine. Mm, uh, it's, it's very rude of us. Uh, what are your names? Hello, I'm Sam
1: Dasabalin. And I'm Tom. Um, what? You know, Tom, as in Thomas or Tombo. <laughs> Bilbo,
0: come with me. So, Sam, my son. Samson, yes, that'll do. Tell us a bit more about the That Was Genius podcast. Well, That Was Genius is a little history podcast in which Tom, over there somewhere, and me, Sam, discuss history stories on a theme each week. We decide the theme a week in advance, each of us comes back with a story, and then we share them. We know what we're going to say, but what the other person has in store is a complete surprise. Some would say, myself included, that the joy is in the history. Others, who enjoy Quote, comedy would say that it's in the interruptions, the bad accents, and everything that happens in between. And oh lordy, there's some bad accents. And I assume, like the silly history boys, you are a hundred percent family friendly. No bad words ever said because swearing is bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not family friendly at all. Uh, in fact, my mum refuses to listen, and it very nearly ruined Christmas. Oh wow. Well. Great! That's just great. Anna, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Do you have a surname? Because if Uncle Bilbo comes too, and there's two Tombos, then <laughs> he'll think we're dabbling in cloning. And uh, out will come the extra big crayons, and and even more. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, it's it's Tom Berry. Tommy Berry, history fairy? No. Bezer? No. Barry? Boom! Nailed it! Prince of nicknames! So, Barry, if our listener would like to check out this other funny history podcast, where would they find you?
1: If listeners want to find out more, probably the best place to go is our website, www.thatwasgeniuspodcast.com, and there you can listen to all our episodes, you can see where our Patreon account is, and you can get links to all our social media. I don't know why that's useful because we don't really update it, but hey, there you go.
0: Great stuff! <laughs> Just one more thing, lads, and this might be a deal-breaker. How are you with silly voices? We were literally just the serious history boys. It was like five minutes ago.
1: The guys you exploded.
0: Well, what are the chances? (laughs) Bob Bob a word. Silly history boys, unite! Oh you stop doing that, it. there's just the two of us here. I knew something was off about them. The serious history boys. I hate those guys. They have got to go. Not only do they do silly voices, they are those fancy bits of paper. Do you mean degrees? evs? Lads, lads, I've got it. Help with it now, Tombo. they look bored and if we're not careful, then... They'll drop the old P90X on us. Oh no! Chemical warfare! It's a workout, Pear Bear. A hard one. Exercise! Oh no! That's even worse! Look here, I found something! (laughs) Oh that's good! Oh fellows, I say fellows! Yes, Pear Bear? Harry, put down that tyre, will you? Sure. What's up? How would you guys like to do some storytelling with us? Yes, we'd love to. So, how
1: are we doing this? Some sort of clever device to get the old narrative train pulling out of the story station.
0: Yes, that sounds like just the sort of thing that me and Pear Bear seriously vibe off, but... Oh, oh no. I, I have literally just bolted down the narrative arda-lada for the night. Is it a car? Or a fridge? Who knows? But this is Bilbo's narrative, so... Falling into it bum first, then? Yeah. Yeah. Soz. Hey, when in Rome.
1: Typical history, people.
0: Oh no! Not another ship! Ah, there's more cannons! And where there's cannons, there's shot. And where there's shots, there's a pub! Anyone? No? Ahoy! Who be ye, Mister? Oh, no need to go all pirate speak with me,
1: lads. I'm the educated Captain Edward England and speak all proper like.
0: Oh, phew. A proper sailor at last. Pirate speak is hard. Fun, but hard. Just like me. I come over all the same. It's the salty sea air. Uh... Ha ha! No, you silly, disgusting, silly boys.
1: As you've come to find out, I'm that rare breed of nice sea captain.
0: Hooray! Ice cream! Ah, the Cadogan has been sighted, sir.
1: Excellent. Let me know when we're in range. Aye, sir. Why don't you silly boys join me and see for yourself? We'd love to. Here is year is 1718 and I'm captain of my own ship sailing to the Africans.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, um, I get it. Trade. Sure, why not? I deal in flour, cloth, gold, anything I can get my hands on, really. Oh, it'll be such a change of pace to not have to be ducking and dodging with scallywags. We're in range of the Cadogan, sir. In range for what?
1: Trade negotiations. If you'll excuse me, boys. Why <clears throat> Boy, you. Give me all your stuff.
0: Oh, no. Oh, God, are you a pirate? Oh, yes. Privateer that refused the king's pardon
1: after the Spanish War of Succession.
0: Set out for ourselves, we have. <sharp> Cadogan grappled, Captain. And now the delicate trade negotiations begin. Bring me there, Captain. Over here, lads. Hey, you rogues! Ah, Captain Skinner, is it you? Hey, they know each other. With that they do, my lad. They served together way back when. This is Skinner, the captain's old boatswain. I have a feeling you'll get your bottles now. Oh, thank God! It's been two whole scenes of parched waiting. Oh, hey, Eddie. Um. Ah. How the devil have you been? Captain Skinner, the only person I wish to see. Ah uh, yeah, me too. So Captain, eh? Ah, I I knew there was something special about you. Didn't I? Didn't I always say that, Mr. Davis? Howell? Um in light of our current predicament, I'm going to say yes. Oh, the lonely life of a sea captain. All this time on the Great Blue, and the only person he wishes to see is his dear old shipmate. Aye, that it be. Such strong bonds can never be broken. Hang on, is that sarcasm I smell blowing on the wind? Captain Skinner, I have much in your debt and I shall pay you all in your own coin. Oh God, please, no! Just take the coin, man! It's like the lottery! Bottle lottery! Bottle lottery! Yay! You there, Baracchio, go get the bottles. Who's me? He'd be meaning Baracchio, as in, oi, you, drunkard. How dare you? And on a completely unrelated topic, where are those delicious bottles? Cheers. Now my good Brachio, have you good take a fistful of bottles? I thought you'd never ask. And here's to your health, sir. These are empty. Don't want to be wetting the deck with precious grog now, do we? Uh, what? Bottle him, Brachio.
1: Bottle Captain Skinner. Skinner, this will teach you for removing us from your old ship and not paying
0: our wages. Bottle him. Ah! Hardly. Well, listener, I, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. This scene is really quite unsettling. So rather than act it out, I'll give you the sombre narration it deserves. And I quote, <coughs> narrator voice. The pirates laid hold of Skidder, tied him fast, and pelted him with glass bottles, until they cut him in a shocking manner. Then whipped him about the deck until they were quite fatigued, remaining deaf to all his prayers and entreaties. Oh, this is the worst lottery ever! Well, I'm all tired out now. Proper workout. Thanks, Captain. But you said you were nice, Captain England. I am indeed that friend, and you seem not to be as pale as your comrades. I've seen some stuff, man. Pass me the compliment giver. This flintlock? Oh. Now, Captain Skinner, as you've been a good master to your men. Ah, I'm lovely and you know it. Isn't that right, Howell, you idiot sandwich? In light of your current situation, I'm going to say no. As you've been a good master to your men, you should have an easy death. Uh! Cool. But, Captain England, it was said of you that you had a good nature and unusual kindness, and that you didn't believe in torturing people, unless they couldn't otherwise be persuaded. He made me throw bottles at a man's head, and then gave him the worst compliments ever, right between the eyes. Oh, get a grip, Prachio. I'm really quite even-handed. You, Howell Davis. I have a proposition. For the purpose of my honour, I'm going to say that I'd rather die than turn pirate. I'll make you captain and give you this ship. Starting your career in the piracy. For the purpose of having stuff in my pocket, I'd say sold. This is disgustingly democratic. Soft boys, huh? Well, you should all be more like your sturdy companion, Tombow, here. Do you want a story where I'm super nice to someone? Can't say I mind, Captain, yeah. Might be nice to have one to keep the soft boys in line. What's that I can smell on the wind now? That's the narrative changing direction, soft boy. Lean into it. Ahoy Captain Taylor! How's the victory? Ahoy, Captain England. Why, she's a fine vessel. These past, ooh, two years or so of my captaincy have whipped by. A nice way to draw 1720 to a close. Ho, ho, ho. You should rename her the Exposition and have done with it. Oh, stop it, you. You know I get extremely grumpy when anyone says, well, anything. Aye aye, Captain Character Traits. How's the franchise?
1: Oh, she's as fine as the weather in your enunciation, dear Captain Taylor. I cannot believe how clearly I can hear you from
0: all the way over here on my ship. It beats a harsh cutaway, Edward. Well, we could sail here all day trading witty banter, but should we put into port? Would that be the port of Johanna in the Indian Ocean, not far from Madagascar, John? Stop teasing me, Edward.
1: Ha-ha, <laughs> I'm only having fun with you, John. We all know where we are.
0: A sail, a sail. Blow me down, it's the East India Company. Three berths in port. What I wouldn't give for a harsh cutaway right now. Captain Kirby, are you and the Greenwich ready for some good old-fashioned pirate booty kicking As you're standing right here on my ship, the Greenwich, I am going to say, yes, 100% Captain Macrae. Let's just hope you and the Cassandra can keep up, eh? <clears throat> are you well, Kirby? You look a bit skittish. All well, James, just thinking about all that wind we're going to get in our sails as we plough into battle with all those awfully dangerous men in those well-armed vessels. They are but men, Kirby. They are not the devil. He died last episode. I think I'm having a last episode. What? I said, let's, let's suppose we go over the plan one more time? Well, we concluded that it might be of great service to the British East India Company, to destroy a nest of pirate rooks. Yes, but the nest we were talking about was that of Captain Oliver de la Bush, who wrecked his ship, the Indian Queen, down yonder and is now building a new one. We know where he is and he's stationary. A pirate is a pirate, Captain Kirby. Our three ships will make sail and face these dogs. Now I shall my ship and we shall proceed. Orientate us, Captain Kirby. About 8 o'clock in the morning, 17th of August, 1720, Captain McCrae. Excellent. Blimey, I really must cut down on the harsh cutaways. It's your style, Captain Taylor. Harsh and cutting. Gun crew? Ready. ready?
1: Narration crew?
0: Ready. Uh, ready? Fire. The East India Company unmoored and got on the same. Macrae's Cassandra closed up behind Kirby's Greenwich. But the Greenwich and the third Ostender ship, being open to the breeze, began to stretch away from Captain Macrae. Kirby, what are you doing? Don't get overexcited! All is well, Macrae. I'm just really looking forward to engaging these hellish moving targets. Don't you beastly desert me, Kirby. You have my word, Captain Macrae. Like a rusty cutlass, the scene cut harshly back to Captain England upon the fancy. And that, Captain Taylor, is what you call a base assertion. Into them, boys! Kirby left McRae to engage with his enemies. With black and bloody flags hanging overhead, McRae and his crew had no hope of escaping a stabby, stabby death. Remember, if you have to kill them, be nice about it. This was surely the end for Captain McCrae. From his comfortable lodgings in Bombay a few months later, McRae would write... Oh, sorry, spoil it. Surely this is the end of the Notwithstanding their superiority, we engaged them both about three hours. The other endeavoured all she could to board us by rowing with her oars, but by, by good fortune we shot all of our oars to pieces, which prevented them and by consequence saved our lives. A mighty sea battle raged for hours, and by this time many men had been killed or wounded. I hate! Macrae himself took a musket ball to the head. Lower the longboats! We'll use the smoke of our guns for cover. If you can't roll, then for God's sake, swim to the shore. We'll meet again in Kingstown. Macrae and some of his people arrived the next day in Kingstown, 25 miles from the battle, almost dead with the fatigue and loss of blood. Captain Macrae! The pirates are offering a bounty of $10,000 to the country people to bring you in. Wow, that'll be hard to turn down. Spread the rumours of my demise, sailor. Aye, sir. Right, you all heard the man. He's completely dead. You all saw it. Musket balls to the head and whatnot. That should have beat the pirates' fury. Let's rest up for ten days and then decide that we're in such a predicament that it's best to hand ourselves over and hope that the pirates have calmed down a bit. Calm down, Captain England! It's been ten days, we've lost nigh on a hundred men, and my fury still burns like the deck of your shattered fancy!
1: Ah, she was a good ship, Captain Taylor, but the captured Cassandra and her valuable cargo will stand her instead. Have the men destroy what remains of the fancy.
0: Or oh, you could give her to me. <gasps> McCrae! Seize him! Hang him from the yard Oh, cleave him to the brisket! Steady now, traps. Let's not be so hasty. What? Stand back, Edward, or I shall get extremely
1: grumpy. Captain Taylor, I am in control of this fleet and my own historical destiny. If I am to be remembered as a captain of good nature and unusual kindness, then I will hand over the carcass of the fancy to Captain McCrae and let him be on his way.
0: Stand aside, Captain Hugs O Kisses, and I will take pay for our 90 men. Only a huge, intimidating pirate and copious amounts of alcohol will stop me. Where is Captain Macrae? Oh, my, what a prodigious pair of whiskers, wooden leg, and oh, that's quite a lot of pistols he has stuck about his person. Here, I am Macrae. Be you my executioner? No, sir. Captain Taylor, would you be so kind to hold this fresh tankard of extremely strong grog? This won't be coming back, you know. Captain McCrae, you are an honest fellow. You won't remember me, but I have had the honour of sailing with you back in my old two-legged days. And I will now stand by you, albeit at a jaunty angle, and let me see the man that would touch you. Um, brisket! Can't stand the stuff. I'm actually thinking it's a vegetarian's life for me. Oh, Who are oh, we kidding? It'll be pescatarian, so I can be difficult when ordering the takeaways. Well, this is just great. I'll be popping off with the battered hull of the fancy, then. Excellent. Any objections? As I am now completely ameliorated in punch, I have no objections. I mean, why not furnish the good Captain McCray with 129 bales of his own company's cloth, too? Now, do excuse me as I sink into the arms of intoxication. Wonderful. Mr, um,
1: uh, pe- Peg-leg?
0: Call me Peggy.
1: Peggy, you shall stand by my side, as I'm sure under all that bluster and quite frankly amazing facial hair, you have a heart of gold, just like me. I cannot see any of this coming back to bite me. By Neptune's beard, you'd think I'd be used to those harsh cuts by now.
0: I be feeling you, Captain. As you can see by my leg, I'm harsh cut adverse. True, Peggy. In fact, wait, wait, where on earth are we? The island of Mauritius, former Captain England. Did you say, former captain? That I did. We had a vote, and you're being marooned. How dare ye? On what grounds? Mauritius! I just told you that. Mauritius! No, on what grounds am I being stripped, which I don't mind, because I was private school educated. But the marooning bit? Why? Well, you gave Captain McRae a load of our stuff. You agreed! After you got me battered on that delicious punch! You scoundrel! We're still angry that you let that captain go after he killed all our mates! And Captain Taylor here says that that same Captain is raising a fleet and coming back to kill us.
1: How can you possibly know that, Taylor?
0: I don't! Made it up, didn't I? Ha <laughs> ha! As historically, I'm a man of savage and brutal disposition, so. What are a few porcupines to me? How dare you leave me marooned on this island like this? I'm Captain Edward England. No, you're not. You're Tom Berry History Ferry. What? And you're Sam Double Barrelled Name Guy. Data Paulin from the That Was Genius podcast. Sorry, matey. Can't hear you. What with all the sailing away we're doing. That was genius, Tombo. Finding that Captain England story and suckering them into marooning themselves. Never trust the silly history boys and their shifty narrative. For we will be back next time, listener. With something way less pirating. And like the lads from the other rather silly history podcast, we are, as always, Sorry! Hard Tack and Think of England, the Golden Age of Piracy, or episode 28 of the Silly History Boys show, was written and produced by the Silly History Boys. The parts of Sultry Cousin Laura, Salty Pirate Captain, Drunken Doctor, and yet more Salty Pirates and some narration was done by your dear Uncle Bob-Bob, whose Don Baker impression is not quite as good as he thought it was. Oh, dear Uncle Bob-Bob. The fearfully boring Cousin John, the dashing Captain Taylor, and the number one sailor, sailor number one, were shoved through the fabled Northwest Passage by Stu the Pear-Bear Perry. Howling mad Hal Davis, intensely cross-slash-Scottish, it's hard to tell with the jocks, Captain McRae, and all the Celts of the United Kingdom were given life this week by Wee Tom Furmore, who celebrates the 40th year since he had his luscious haircut this week. Happy haircut day, Tombo. The punishing William Knott, the smashing, ow, Captain Skinner, the third of all the pirates, and a very good narrator man, was spotted in the section of Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. Salty pirates, serious cousin Sansom, Big, posh Captain Kirby and Peggy the Peg-Legged Pirate were smashed in the head with a mooring ping by Sam Data Paulin, this week's special guest from the That Was Genius podcast. And not only that, but the caustic cousin Barry, the suavely criminal Captain Edward England, was shanghaied and woke up in Java by Tom Berry, another special guest from the That Was Genius podcast. Special thanks this week. Go to zapsplat.com for all the noises that came out of places in the show. And thank you very much, Momay, for the use of your lovely track Aloha and Aloha. Beautiful ukulele skills. Momay, thank you. Even more special thanks go to Sam Kofi Young for his even more wonderful fiddling action, and a special thanks to Daniel Bradley of Daniel Bradley Music for his Devil song used in the Blackbeard trilogy and possibly in this one. We didn't thank him properly last time, or so I'll thank you now. Thanks, Dan. I love you and your lockdown beard. Also, we must remember the supreme earworm penner that is lord fast fingers rob tristram who penned of course the silly history boys theme song if you have enjoyed this week's exciting episode of the silly history boys show then please leave us a review on your chosen podcast platform and while you're there why not check out the that was genius a rather silly history podcast the sort of podcast that we can get on with who would have thought we'd make friends in this game? Certainly not me, because of my general unpleasantness. <sighs> anyway, if you've enjoyed the show today, please tell a friend or tell an enemy. Either suits us. Hit us up on the Twitter at SHB Undershore Show. Or find us on Facebook at Silly History Boy Show. I am your dear Uncle Bob Bob, and I will see you again. Goodbye. Bye. I love you. Where
1: well, you can find all of our episodes. You can see all of our exclusive content on Patreon. You can also, that's one of my children clapping their hands. I'll do that one again.